Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients with your host, Joel Miner. Listening to the show, you'll learn how to avoid the unnecessary pain and avoidable costs that commonly occur in the building and renovating process. Joel will also inspire you with his knowledge, experience and ideas on how to make your home a place to suit your lifestyle for years to come. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients. So this week, I'm riding solo again and I thought I'd want to bring up a very interesting topic of um, the common one that comes across is a budget. Now, what I want to dig into here is is reasons why budget blowout costs come up. Um, what's the advantage of being able to provide a budget to your builder prior to starting any works and what the um, actual benefits of suggesting and, and actually being open and honest with the builder you're using and giving them a suggestion on, on how much you're willing to spend. So really want to dig deep into this because it's such a common problem and I feel like there's a lot of people uh, when they're going through a renovation or a new build, they feel really hesitant to be able to tell their budget to their builder because they feel like they can't trust them um, or there's, they just don't want to tell them quite everything and this can be such a disadvantage to this situation when you don't do this. Um, and I, I can get why people don't want to break into this sort of stuff and, and they don't want to tell their builder the budget because they feel like they're going to get taken advantage of. Um, but this is not the case for 99% of builders because a lot of builders out there are wanting to help you, are wanting to, to get the best outcome for you possible. But um, this, this here restricts a lot of movement within the building industry and uh, there comes a lot of frustration over this because it just physically hasn't been thought of to start off with. They're alone... Um, even considered when it comes to building. So first thing I want to dig into is what causes, causes budget blowouts. Um, so the main reason what causes budget blowouts is because there hasn't been enough planning or proper planning prior to a renovation or a new build. So, you know, you might go out and get three or four quotes from a particular, you know, builder or, or builders and you get all the quotes in and... Um, all of a sudden you've got three or four quotes in and it gets to a point where you're looking at the quotes, there's three different prices, there's cheap, way too expensive and there's a middle range one. Or, you know, it's three completely different answers. So now why does this happen? Um, Well, it depends on the business structure of the particular builder you're using. So whether they've got admin staff or whether they've got... um, what sort of trades they got working for them, what sort of overheads they've got. So, you know, each individual business has each particular overhead and and each business is adjusted to suit their particular overhead and whatnot is what's going on with that as well. So also what can else can be a big budget blowout with this is also um, is the way plans or things get communicated between builders. So if you have, say, for example, um, you know, you may not have any plans drawn yet and you'll get a builder out to say, look, we were looking at doing this, we want to do this and that and that, put the extension on the back, we want to add extra bathroom, um, we want to add an extra bedroom, etc., etc. Now, you may think in your head that you're telling a particular story the same way to the, to the same three builders. Now... This can be a massive miscommunication between, you know, the three builders you're talking to or two builders or however many builders you're talking to to getting a price off. There can be a massive miscommunication with this. So when you're getting, you know, two or three quotes, what can potentially happen 
is, you know, you might tell one builder, builder you want this it done this particular way and the other builder you want that particular way because you've got no plans, you've got nothing set in stone yet. And you, come, you can come up with three massively different answers because there's just a miscommunication that's gone on between you and the builder or the builder hasn't quite understood what you're after or, or vice versa. And this, this can be a massive blowout between your builder and what you're actually after. So, you know, you end up with two or three quotes there and you're now looking at them going, what's the difference between A, B and C? Because I've told them all the same things. Um, I assume they've understood the same thing as I've told each builder, but why is there so much price difference? Because number one, no builder can do it cheaper than the other. Um, and, you know, materials all cost, good quality materials all cost the same. Uh, all good quality labour costs the same. So, the only thing that can change is if a builder cuts corners, um, tries to do things on the cheap or, or does cheaper labour or cheaper materials. Um, and, you know, you may get a bit of um, difference in price depending on that particular business structure and how their overheads are set up as well because, you know, they've got to cover their overheads to make sure they cover their running costs. So the most common question I get asked is what is it going to cost? What what is this? What is my project going to cost? Now, there's only one way to figure this out, and this is this is pu- together putting a professional propose, proposal together and making sure it's super accurate and actually it includes everything you're after. I did a podcast last week talking about uh, PC items, provisional sums, um, and all these particular items are inclusive of you know what it comes down to your selection, what you choose, and this is how you know your last final price sort of comes in because a lot of builders what they do. Um, is put a set allowance for a shower head or, or a tapware or, um, you know, basically a mirror or a vanity. And what can happen is it can make your quote look a lot cheaper by them squeezing down their PC items or provisional sums. Now, if you haven't heard about this, um, jump on the podcast I did last week. I'll post a link in the comment section below. And um, this will explain how these sort of work. But in a short version, um, you know, you can... Basically, PC items and provisional sums are something that, that work in, it's almost like a, var- not a variation, but something that can be adjusted in price. So depending on what you select is depending on what sort of price you're going to get charged for that particular item. So going back to what I was talking about is is what is it going to cost? So there's a whole mindset around this is, you know, this is what I want. How much is this going to cost? Um, and I think the particular, it's it's such a bad mindset of going about it because you're going to end up in disappointment. Um, you're not going to get what you want. And, you know, you, you get this big dream list, which is totally okay. You get to this situation where things start getting really fun, really exciting, and you want to be able to design the house or renovate. You know, you want to be able to extend the back of the house to suit what you're after. And then the builder comes in and gives you the price, and you're either disappointed because it's it's not what you want and you can't afford that much. So the whole mindset and what sort of mindset you should have around this is instead of asking the question is here's what I want, this is what I, how much is it going to cost? The whole concept around this should be this is what I would like to have. Here's the budget I can afford. Now what can I get for that budget? Because this really, really frustrates me because this this happens (laughs) nine out of ten jobs I either do or talk to people about is the common question is, is here's what I want, how much it's going to cost. And they either got to get plans redrawn or things have got to change because the, the either the bank or the money they want to spend is, is not going to cover what that what they, you know, 
the money they want to spend is not going to cover that particular dream item they want. So it's really, really important to first think that like when it comes to planning or doing any sort of renovation, the key factor is making sure that you go to the point where you have, you work off your budget first. So, all right. I, and I ask these people a lot of questions, a lot these questions all the time. So how much do you want to spend? What, what are you comfortable with spending? And they basically reply to me with, they feel a bit guarded. Um, they feel a bit standoffish. They don't want to tell this, tell this with the builder because they feel like, like I, I get why they don't want to tell it because they feel like they're going to get taken advantage of. So they may want to, you know, that the builder, they feel like the builder's going to take, you know, I'll tell you my budget, you'll come in just under that and, you, you know, and you're going to charge me or sting me for that, you know. And this this isn't the most case, like this this is not the case for 99% of builders. There may be that 1% of build, them builders out there that, that do want to charge the extra or or do, do want to take your budget and take advantage of it. But the reality of this is that, being open and the benefit of telling your builder is being open and honest and having that communication with them and being able to just be honest and tell them this is the amount of money we got to spend and this is this is what we can afford because there's there's two budgets and people look at me weird when I say hey there's two budgets this is what needs to be this is you need to consider these two budgets and they go two and they go why well two good reasons the number one budget coming to any renovation, any house, build, new, whatever you're doing, is the number one budget is the one you're comfortable with spending. So, you know, you're happy to spend X amount of dollars. Now, when you don't want to, once you go over that X amount of dollars, there's, there's an X amount of dollars you get to a point where we are not spending that amount of money. We're either going to, one, overcapitalize, either we can't get the money from the bank um, or we've got to sell the car to complete the renovation or new build, which you don't want to have. So, and the reason why a lot of build, well, the reason why your builder should ask you this is number one reason is that you have the wants list, the wants list, the needs list, and the dream list. So, when you're doing that particular renovation, you have a particular problem that you you need to solve. So, it's not a matter of just you know, putting an extension on the back of the house. Why are you putting this extension? What current problems are you having? So, you know, you, the, the particular one I come across is making sure that, um, you know, the house, the family's growing, we don't have enough room, we, we've we built a house or we've got a house that we live in that we currently just cannot function properly because the kids are getting older. Um, you know, the, the stage where they're going to university or, or they're, they're almost at that stage where they're looking after themselves but you just physically have not got enough room or enough bedrooms in the house to cater for everyone and when you have people over, um, you, you, you literally just cannot fit everyone in there. So um, it's really important to figure out what your biggest problem is also and what what you're needing out of this to solve that problem. So you know, and a budget is really a really good place to start because you don't want to. Everyone gets really excited, really dreamy, um, which is totally okay. Like I, I love the excitement I see when I you know, talk to a lot of clients. They get to the stage where they're planning and they they want to do this and that and that, and it, you know, it really it's so much fun. Um, but it, you've really got to bring reality back into it too. So by by allocating a budget to that particular thing, um, it will be able to bring reality back into it. And making sure you don't get too dreamy and too out of control when it comes to designing your particular renovation. 
So the other thing I wanted to talk about is what particular advantages you can get when telling your builder your budget and what your capacity is with, you know, how much you're wanting to spend and whatnot as well. So um, like I said before, I was talking about the wants list, the, the wants list, the needs and the dream list. So uh, this particular whole, whole concept of this is coming back to prioritizing. So prioritizing your budget and also making sure you stay with reality. So you got the wants, you got the needs list. So all the must must have. So the must have is basically the whole reason why you're doing the renovation to solve the problem that you have. So you don't have enough room. So you need the extra bedroom. You need the extra ensuite. You need the extra entertainment area. So they're they're the things you basically. Well, I said need, but basically things you must have. So the whole reason you're doing this particular renovation is because you must have these things. So that's a really good point to start from. We need this, this, and this. And then it's really important to write down a list of what you would like to have and what you would also like that particular room to do. So, for example, you might want an outdoor entertaining area. So what would you like this outdoor entertaining area to do? So would you like that entertaining area to, you know, entertain family and friends or would you like just a deck to sit back in the afternoon to relax? Would you like to have an outdoor kitchen on there to spend most of your time out there in the summer? Um, you know, there's multiple things. Would you like to have a um, hammock or lounge chairs? Or, or and this all creates back into the design of the whole process and of of the planning stage. So, by factoring in this, you can get the right size um, deck or entertaining area, so that you don't have um, one. You don't have too big of a space for what you're after, and overcapitalize or over budget for what you want but also just getting the space that's right for you and what you actually want it for because there's no one plan, one design that suits all. It, it needs to be for your specific area, your specific needs and what you actually want to do with it because you can just build, anyone can just build a deck but it's, it's obviously a problem you're wanting to solve. You know, it's, it's, it's really important to make sure that need or that want gets sorted because, you know, that particular problem might be, you know, for example, not enough room, not enough area. You're wanting to be able to entertain with family and friends, or every time you have someone over or friends and family over, you just you physically cannot fit them in. So, there's a couple of advantages by telling your builder that's real budget is you can actually he can actually work out, um, you know, say for example, say for example we're going to build a deck, and you wanted more for entertaining family and friends, and the budget you were comfortable with spending was thirty gram. Now, the budget you didn't want to go over was 50. So that was the maximum amount of budget you wanted to spend and the amount of money you had because either you felt like you were going to overcapitalize on the particular, you know, the particular area you're in, which is quite common, which is totally fine. Now, the reason why you should tell your builder this is because, one, it can get to a situation where you can turn your must-haves and your dream list. So, you know, you need the entertainment area. Um, you must have the entertainment area. You must have a hammock. You must have a lounge chair out there. You must have a roof over the top. And just knock me mic. Um, and the dreamless kind of things can start to relate into the outdoor kitchen, the outdoor bar fridge, the outdoor bar, the wine glass rack, all these sorts of things that you'd really love to have, but they're really not a necessity. So if your builder knows these two particular budgets, what can what he can potentially do is start to prioritize and 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 you can start to prioritize these things. So you basically start with the most important thing first. So you either go to number one, we've got to have the deck. So the deck is the part the part we really want. 
Number two is, you know, we want to have a roof over the top. Number three is we'd really love to have the outdoor kitchen, but it's not a necessity at this point in time. And by doing this and allocating your priorities to each particular item, what can happen is once your builder hits that first budget, he can basically say to you and say, look, we've now come up to that first budget. Um, Look, we're starting to either get over it or we're getting very close to it. Would you either like to, you know, prioritise things a bit more and get to what's most important to you or are you happy to keep going? And, you know, we haven't hit that maximum budget yet. So we can basically let you know to say, hey, look, we've come to a point where we've gone past your original budget, but here are a couple of things, you know, the outdoor kitchen and having extra plumbing and the hammock and lounge chair and having a set out so that suits, you know, these type of blinds and this type of awning to make sure that, you know, you, you know, cop the western sun in the afternoon gets gets cropped, um, cut out so that it's not affecting you in the afternoons. It's nice and cool still to sit out there. By doing this, he can basically, the builder can say to you and say, hey, look, um, here's what I've come up with. Um, here are the things that are past the budget you're comfortable with spending. And you've really got to be open and honest with this because if you're not open and honest, it's it, it, it really you're going to get disappointed. Um, you, it's just not going to work. Um, you know, they'll deliver that quote and what you want and the dream list of all the things you wanted. You just, you're just going to get disappointed. And th- this whole process should be fun. So you should have a bit of a guidance. The builder should give you a bit of guidance. They should give you a bit of sense of direction and say, hey, look, the budget you're wanting to spend is not actually reasonable um, to what you're wanting. Uh, and, and you shouldn't be offended, but you should take this on, you know, and think, look, they know what they're doing. They do this full time for a job. Um, they're going to be able to give you as much education, help you out as, as much as possible because if you don't do this, it's it's, it's <laughs> you're just going to get disappointed. And the whole process of this is supposed to be fun, exciting, and, and getting you know getting along with your builder and starting to design things should be really out there and really like just just a really good, enjoyable process. So it's just getting back to that you know whether you're designing or not. The whole point of you're telling the builder between your two budgets is making sure that say, hey, look, we've come up with these extra options. Um, we've put them on the table. You can have the discussion with your partner and talk about them of what you want to do. And if you don't like it and you don't want to spend that amount of money, that's fine. You can basically take it off the table. But if that builder didn't know your particular budget and how much you'll want to spend and how much you're wanting to spend, um, they're not even going to give you them suggestions to start off with because they know that's out of your budget range. So that's why generally you should get asked what your two budgets are. Because everyone has that. And the most common thing I get, oh, I don't know how much this is going to cost. Well, the, the, the question you should be asking yourself is how much am I comfortable with spending or how much do I want to spend? Because this will purely design and like not design, but purely design the outcome. Like this is, you know, there's no point. I think I was talking to Adrian about this, about landscaping the other day. There's no point having a $5,000 budget when you want a massive sandstone retaining wall that's going to cost $70,000 because uh, you're wasting your time, your money, and your effort when you know you, when you work off the budget. It's like, all right, here's what we can give you, or here's what can work around that particular budget. So it, it just changes the whole concept of design and putting things together because you don't want to put a set of plans together that all of a sudden you put these plans together, you get the finals, you get the engineering. You spent over probably three thousand dollars to put all this stuff together, and then you get to a point where it goes, all right, now we've got to downsize, we've got to rechange. 
the draftsman or the engineer is going to cha- charge you extra costs because they've got to alter their design or plans and whatnot as well. And it's like it, it just adds so much extra cost that isn't necessary. So, you know, th- that's that's a massive disadvantage if you don't be honest or you don't find a builder when you're coming to the designing stage because that's another really important one is is making sure you engage a builder. I don't want to sound biased about this, but engaging a builder while you're going through this design process is massive, massive advantage because you know the amount of, you get a set of plans, the amount of people I talk to just they just do not understand plans whatsoever. And they get this set of plans drawn, and a designer isn't a quantity surveyor, so they they can't give you a price, they can't give you an accurate costing on anything. They they might be able to give you you know sort of x amount for this, x amount of that, but there's there's not there's not a lot of accuracy involved in that particular thing. And the only way to work this out is to sit down there with a builder and work it out properly and make sure everything's included and talked about, covered, rather than just giving a square metre rate because square metre rates are okay-ish for an estimate. But when you're talking detailed proposal, when you want to go to the blank bank, you don't want to have extra variations, you don't want to have extra costs. This is a massive advantage being honest and upfront with this sort of thing because, you know, you're going to save yourself a lot of money in the long run. So it's so important to consider this first. Um, just I've covered a main reason, but I'm going to repeat it again. Just the main reason of considering your budget first over anything else is because, one, you get a, you get reality on the whole situation because there's that point where people don't want to don't want to spend or overcapitalize over that particular particular area. And if you don't want to over well, and if you don't get to the point where you think you might be overcapitalizing, it sort of more or less turns to an investment because how long are you going to be in that house? Uh, what are you going to do f- with it? If if you're planning to be there for a while, it turns from more of a overcapitalizing situation to more of a um what's the word called uh, investment. So you're investing in, you know, your lifestyle, how it's going to change you, how it's going to um, be more more effective to you and, and how you're actually going to enjoy your home. So um, just it comes down to prioritising things, working out what's most important to you, what is going to be, you know, number one, the number one most important thing, then number two, then number three, then number four. By doing this, it's going to really set you up for a really good experience and also a really fun and enjoyable experience for renovation because, you know, you don't want to be disappointed, but I just I just really think you should be open and honest with your builder. That's massive, makes a massive advantage because if you don't, like, it just, you just, it's so much, you, you're holding your cards to your chest a little bit, the builder's doing the same sort of thing and instead of working together as a team, you're sort of fighting against each other, so... It just comes down to working. What's important for you? What is the most, um, you know, most important area for yourself? And also, um, what you're going to be using it for. So, look, have any questions? Post them in the comment section below. I'd really love to start doing some live videos of these just to uh, get a bit of interaction and work out um, what people are after and if this actual information I'm producing is helpful. So, I'd really love to get your feedback on this. Um, this is another week's episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients. I'm Joel from Refined Space Constructions. I will see you on the next episode. That's it for this week's episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients, brought to you by Refined Space Constructions. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.